0: King Julian, self-proclaimed Lord of the Lemurs, etc, etc.
1: Well, hello! I, I'm pretty excited about this movie entry. Um, a lot better than the shit we watched last week. But nonetheless, we are here. I am Julian Owens, as always, and with me, as always, William Superfield and Derek Owens, gentlemen. We have finally got out of the Tim Burton Joel Schumacher franchise. The the inconsistency of that franchise, and now we're into the Christopher Nolan's trilogy. How are we feeling so far? Like, just you know, going around. How are you doing? Like, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Kind of a little bit after watching Batman Begins
0: you know, I don't need shots after taking this uh, <laughs> or watching this movie. You know, this movie this movie made me feel good. Okay. You know, made me feel good about Batman again. I didn't see any nips or butt shots or anything <laughs> weird. You know, I, I, I enjoyed this movie.
1: Okay. That's completely understandable. So, then, yeah, Derek, what about you? How do you feel about getting out of Joel Schumacher's Latest entry into Christopher Nolan's first take into the reimagining of Batman.
2: Well, as as for an extension for what William said, from the the uh, terrible ice puns and the terrible knickknack jokes to something a little <laughs> bit way more um, up to par, it feels good at this point.
1: It it actually does feel good as a huge Batman fan realizing how how bad this movie was and then getting into i mean not this movie sorry let me let me scratch that this is how great this movie was compared to you know batman and robin you're like wow this is actually what happens when you give a director to do his creative control this makes so much sense like i can't believe that this movie is so good like it's it's really good you know um and so it's it's a breath of fresh air. It's the best way I can explain it. It's a breath of fresh air. So um, let's let's just dive into some general info about Batman Begins, and then we're going to talk about our general thoughts about the movie. So on Father's Day weekend of 2005, Christopher Nolan has released his first of the Dark Knight trilogy, the first entry being called Batman Begins. This movie stars Christian Bale, Michael Caine, Liam Neeson, Katie Holmes, Gary Oldman, Cecilia Murphy, which we're going to get into a lot of this acting stuff in just a moment, like how wild this was. We're going to talk about this in a moment. Um, and it was released by Warner Brothers. Its budget is less than Batman and Robins. Its budget was $150 million. Yeah, it was $150 million. And its box office return at the time was at 371.9 million. $371.9 to be exact which means it was it was a good movie. Didn't make a lot of money, but it was a good movie. Good movie. And as it stands right now, it's Rotten Tomatoes score from critics is at 84%. And it's audience score, which is very interesting. And I can't wait to see what the audience score is for the next film. The audience score for this film is 94%. I'm I'm pretty intrigued. I think that's a little high for this movie. Because the movie that's coming up, I got to see what the audience think about that next film, but we're going to get there later. But yeah, A Breath of Fresh Air, it's a more dark, serious, more realistic approach to Batman. And I think I think it worked a little bit. But before we we talk about all of that, William, let's start with you. You were the first one. You didn't watch this with us. Unfortunately, I don't think any of these three films we watched together, unfortunately. But- What were your thoughts when you first watched this when you were like eight or nine years old? And what were your thoughts going into it now with a brand new set of eyes? Um, I mean, as a kid, this movie really
0: wasn't made for like little kids
1: at all.
2: No.
0: So like as a kid, I didn't really like this movie because it was like kind of scary. Okay, to be fair. It was a little scary with the the scarecrow and some of the stuff in there is like really scary. And then, like, the movie's kind of dark. So, for a kid, it takes a long time for you to get into it. Like, you don't, it's so, it's like a lot of it's like a lot, it's like a crime show, honestly. So, it's like, you you know, you growing up, my parents watched CSI and Criminal Minds and stuff. And like, this movie felt like a CSI Criminal Minds with the superhero in it, you know, as a kid. As a kid, that's how, as a kid, right? I understand. So I was just like, eh, it's not my thing, you know. At that time, I was on a Spider-Man high, so like, that was, you know, that movie compared to this movie is so completely different. Like, you know, it, that movie was so. This movie is so serious compared to Spider-Man, which is not as serious. And the car- you see, it, you get a lot of action in between there with the colorful blue and blue and red Spider-Man. You know, a red and blue <laughs> Spider-Man. I guess he's more red than blue, not blue and red. But anyways. <laughs> So, um, yeah, like as a kid, I didn't like it now. However, watching it as an adult and and excuse me, and after falling in love with the Dark Knight movie, because I was much when when how, when did the Dark Mo- Dark Knight movie come out? 2008, it came out, yeah, so three years, 2000, years 2000, later. I guess I did a lot of maturing, 2000, 2000. of maturing in those three years because I love the Dark Knight. And so I don't know if I did a, a like a, a shit ton of grad or not graduating, a shit ton of maturing in those three years. And I loved that movie, and I didn't go back and watch the other movie. But now, as an actual mature adult, I really appreciate this movie a lot more. And because there are a lot of this movie that I didn't even remember, like I didn't remember it from watching it as a kid. Now watching as dolls, I was like, oh okay, that makes sense. I, I get why this is happening. Like it, the pieces are coming together for me. As a kid, I. My brain couldn't compute what was going on in this movie. It was just too much for my little kid brain to think about. So, yeah, I really like this movie.
1: Okay. That's all right. I completely understand that. We'll we'll talk about that in just a moment because I think you and I are in the same way. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But, Derek, what about you? How did you feel about watching Batman Begins? Because we watched this on the first weekend. It came out for Father's Day weekend with our dad, I believe. And yeah what was your what was your thoughts watching it for the very first time and looking at it now what were your thoughts about it now
2: i oh, pretty much the same <laughs> um i pretty much i really liked the movie i loved it when i was growing up so i think i was like what uh, i think it was like maybe 13 or 14 when it came out so i was um yeah i think i was I was able to understand it, and I really did. I don't know. It's the dark element and matu- the maturity of the film from this to Tim Burton and Joe uh tr- saga that I really got to... I really appreciated Batman Begins. Like, you got to know a lot, you know, a lot. Uh, you, you even dive deep into a lot of these different characters, and particularly Bruce uh, Falcone and some other ones. And um, I just feel as if that for a true... Live action adaptation of Bruce's origin story. I think this one pretty much nailed it in the coffin. I think it was a very good entry to a new Batman franchise at that time.
1: Okay. I think I think what's interesting is, is I'm between both of you guys, which is so odd to say this. Because at one point, I'm not gonna lie, like I, I've I kind of reiterated when I watched when we talked about Batman Forever. Batman Forever was my favorite super, I mean Batman movie of all time. So when this came out, I remember watching it, or watching trailers for it during the NBA playoffs during this time because they were trying to promote the movie. And I was kind of confused. I was like, why are they making another Batman? Why does this look so much different? I don't like it. Things like that. And when we went to go watch it on Father's Day weekend, I was like, William, I'm like, it's dark. I get it, but I don't know if this is what I liked. I don't know if this is what I wanted. I don't know if I wanted that. I wanted the flashy toys and all that crap with my Batman movie. Now, granted, did I have some chilling moments with the movie? Hundred ten percent. But as a eleven-year-old kid at the time, I was kind of like, "No, where's my gadgets? Where's my <laughs> uh, my suit, my my heat seat suit? Like, where's all the the flash that I wanted out of Batman?" Right. And like William said, we're gonna get into how my taste completely shifted gears three years later with, you know, The Dark Knight, but again, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna give y'all so much content for The Dark Knight next episode. I'm letting y'all know that now. There's, we're probably gonna have to cut that into two pieces, but anyways, I I kind of didn't like this movie at first. I was like, okay, it's a good entry. I'll watch it because we used to watch it all the time at Granny's house in 2005 in the summer and the summer of yeah, so, uh, 2006. I
2: love, watching it. I love watching it over again.
1: <laughs> right, like we would watch it over again, but it wasn't one of those movies where I was like, okay, like Cool, we watched it. It's like, all right, give you an example, Derek, and the audience probably might not know this, but this is like me watching all the Harry Potter movies when you were watching it at the time. It's like, this is cool, it's nice, but I don't care for it, really. That's how I felt about Batman Begins. But now looking back at it now, and I'm sorry I put slander on this movie's name when we talked about it with Batman Returns, but this movie is really good. As William said, there's a lot of tight, like you could tell Christopher Nolan, and David S. Goyer, the guy who writes the film, they kind of made it really tight. And the, there's not a lot of plot holes in this movie. There are a few still, but there's not a lot of plot holes and a lot of problems in this movie that you're like, okay, I can poke a hole through that, right? And it just, it's so well done. And it's a really great reimagining of what B- Batman's is, like origin story is. And I think, I hate to say this to all the MCU fans, but I think this kind of paved the way of how people can be like, okay, we can make a dark superhero movie, but also show a little reimagining of our characters' heroes. Which, this movie, for people who don't know, the success of this movie kind of led MGM, the people who made the James Bond movies, redo you know the James Bond franchise with Casino Royale. So, these movies kind of was the reasoning for all the reboots and the reimaginings that we got in the 2000s. But, we're not going to talk about all that. Now, we're going to get straight into the movie and its likes. And... I I can't believe that I have so many likes and not that many dislikes. I'm not gonna even pretend here, guys. Um, let's just get into it. Hans Zimmer, that's it. That that's literally it.
2: Hans yeah, Zimmer's score.
1: Zimmer, James, yeah. Yeah, James uh and Howard, like both of their sc- their scores built together with this film is so good. And I understand William what you were talking about when. Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard were playing the horns and the strings, and it was coming together. Yeah. Especially at the end of the movie, when like Bruce, like when Batman is becoming himself, you're like, "Okay, okay, I understand why he liked this so much. I, I get it. Yeah, I, I, I get it." Um, it was
2: like this. This it was like this. This uh, composition was a good mixture of triumph and like the the dark themes, tone, the yes. dark tone of the um, of the Batman mythology so it was a yeah. good mixture and I appreciated it
1: they do really good with it and then that leads me to my next thing I I I mentioned it already and I'm going to reiterate it here again Bruce's determination for vengeance or I wouldn't call it vengeance but just trying to rid Gotham of like just the corruption of it and just seeing it from its beginning all the way to the point where he puts on the cape and cow was like wow Nobody has actually done this in a correct way. Like nobody yeah. out of four yeah. movies before this, nobody's done this correctly. And I like it. I absolutely like it. Um, you actually see his
0: purpose, like
1: yes, exactly. A lot of people, and you
2: get to see his point, his his perspective change and mature over the years. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand same. that about
0: Batman. And no, they, they hate that they hate they do think Batman's just a rich guy running around beating up people. But I think this movie does a good job of explaining why he became Batman and what his purpose was.
1: Yes, I completely agree with you on that. Because from the moment he lost his parents to when he's going into China, I mean, not China, but all the different Asian countries around the globe, you're seeing him trying to learn how to be a thief, learning why criminals do the things they they do. And and he's trying to... And he's sympathizing with them in a sense. But still, it's like, I would purify you, but I'm sympathizing with you. You're like, damn. That's why I was like, wow, I how did I not think of that when I was watching this movie? I, I just, they completely just went over my head. Like, okay. All right. Um, yeah.
0: And I think that's helpful that they did, they didn't just do like in a lot of Batman movies, they do just a kid Bruce Wayne and then they do adult Bruce Wayne. They did like kid Bruce Wayne, kind of like a, a, a young adult Bruce Wayne that like, you know, he's still trying to figure it out. Although he's, he's gotten older, he's more mature, but he's still Trump, like troubled by his youth and he still wants that vengeance and then you kind of see him now as an adult which helps you know you see the whole character arc so it's so good yes
1: I completely do a great job they did a great job we're gonna probably and I, um, I, I hate to say this this is probably the only time I'm gonna talk about Batman's character development and character journey and character growth maybe one more time in Dark Knight but I think this is the best character journey we've got out of Bruce Wayne in all of his iterations but we'll put a pin in that later. The casting. I, I literally had to just summarize it as casting because I kept telling myself, wow, Michael Kane is really good as Alfred. Katie Holmes is really good as Rachel. Wow, all these people are really good. I was like, you know what? Just screw it. The casting's really good. Casting, except for one yeah, person.
2: Cast.
1: Except for one person. Um, and I guess it's because it's a nitpick. I I I, I think it's a nitpick for me, but one person does a really good job, but I guess it's just because of how I feel about that character. I just I I, I kind of feel like I'm just a little bit biased on that. We'll talk about it in the dislikes, but there's one character I'm like, oh, come on, y'all. Come on. But we'll talk about them later. Um making Batman more realistic, as William tried to mention in the Tim Burton and Joe Schumacher franchise, Batman seemed a little bit more, lack of a better term, more fantastical in a sense, more like just like a cartoonish version of what Batman is, right? Whereas with Christopher Nolan, you can definitely tell that he kind of wanted to make Batman, hey, this guy can actually happen. This is a realistic person that could go out there and start jumping off rooftops and having his own one man army trying to stop crime in his city. And I think that, you know Christopher Nolan did a really great job showing that Batman could be realistic like this. I, I do I do like that. I agree. And with that, action sequences. I don't think that there's a bad action sequence in this movie. Let's I I I I think I can say that with confidence in this.
0: There's one punch that was thrown in the movie, and it
1: sounded terrible. <laughs> That's not even an action sequence, though. I know it's okay. I know it's exactly what scene you're talking about. Is he's talking about when Falcone's guy punches him after Falcone is roughing him around a little bit? You're talking about that punch, yeah, yeah, yeah. That punch is stupid. I'm not gonna lie, I was gonna, I had that as a dislike, but we're gonna talk it here. Like that sound design was stupid. Oh, you're you also have one that you didn't like either? Oh, well,
2: it's all in general, but I'll wait to the dislike to say my dislikes about the fight sequence. The
1: fight sequences are
2: good, I just we'll talk about in the dislikes,
1: okay. So my thing is, this, well, at least with Batman, at first the first introduction with Batman, which I think is also a phenomenal scene, you kind of see what kind of man Batman is, right? And like, okay, I'm putting fear into my enemies. Okay, I'm hiding in dark spots. I'm grabbing y'all and throwing y'all in different spots. Okay, bet. And then the, when he busts through the sunroof and comes in Falcone's car and says, I'm Batman, like, phenomenal. Him jumping off the tumbler and doing rooftop, um, jumping off the rooftops of Gotham with the tumbler. Phenomenal. That final sequence, I know, I hey, I know exactly where you're going at with that, Derek. I think I I think I think figured out what that is, but we're going to talk about that later in dislikes and dislike some Questions, because I feel like we probably got some problems with that scene. But anyways, and then the final scene, the final action sequence is when, you know, Batman is going through uh, the League of Shadows, henchmen getting to Raish. And he goes and fight race before the the water distri uh, the microwave emitter hits the Wayne Tower. All of that, phenomenal. All that's really good leads up to guys in five movies. This is the first movie where the villains plans actually make sense. I have that literally in all caps. Yes. The villains plans make sense. It all makes sense. I think it was a bit too much, but it made sense. (laughs) I don't think it's a bit much. I think it's a really great idea because like, all right, so now you're about to maybe get into it. Because think about it, right? A lot of cities, a lot of civilizations throughout history and time have imploded on itself based off of fear. Now, not the kind of fear that Scarecrow and Rachel are trying to pull out into the world, But fear nonetheless, in some way, shape, or form. That's how the Rome failed. Basically chaos. Right. Chaos ensues and why civilizations fail. So Raish in the League of Shadows was like, I mean, it's, it's stand the test of time. Why not just do it? But instead of just letting politicians do certain things to try to make it corrupt, why not just put fear toxin and just have them tear each other apart until the whole city burns down to the ground? We'll kill the remaining of them, and then we'll start from new that's not a bad idea I, I I don't think that's a bad
2: idea if you don't yeah, like no, it I just, it's, no, it's, I, I'm not saying I don't like it I don't it's not that I don't like it I really I really did I thought it was a really elaborate plan on how they was able to do that and of course use Wayne's technology and all this stuff to be able to ticketly and actually strategically apply it all my only issue is that I don't know I guess I feel as if it's a bit oh I don't know maybe it's a bit much because at the same I don't know that's just
1: my so, take. So I I can I understand you. how you feel about that because that's how I feel about the movie that coming up that the movie that's coming up in two movies from now. I'm not gonna talk about why I feel that way just yet. Yeah, but that the movie that right the movie that comes bigger. out in yeah, quite, we'll the movie that, that movie later. that comes out in two times from now. That's why I was like I don't know if I agree with y'all that that movie's good because it 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 it, 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 it kind of loses quite a lot and it clashes with a lot of things that happens. But we'll get to that yeah. movie when we get there. But, but this I, one was
2: way more subtle than the the, the next the, two the, the, we're next, the watch. next movie right the next now. two new movies. After watching yes. this, I'm like okay, because now yeah, I even I'm lie, I watched uh, ahead of time the Dark Knight Rises recently. I'm like okay, but it's still <laughs> one of my top three favorite movies. It's, actually, it's still one of my top three Batman movies. But okay. I just feel as if uh, you know the all like, this the negative side effects against the stuff and like not even with the kids. Some people might not be affected by it, but. I mean, you're right. It just shows you how they were able to use the toxic city to apart, but I don't know. I guess I just feel as if slightly just using the gas to purposefully instead of probably using another plan that the League of Legends are more famously using, like actually going into the inside and taking down, you know, organizations and
1: like stuff you like that. doing assassination attempts yeah, and like literally trying to yeah. kill all the mob crime mafia and stuff like that. Yeah. I get you. So this is so this is so this is so
2: this is fine. This is fine. But I just feel like, uh uh I have okay. yeah it's just is a small rebuttal. It's just a small rebuttal.
1: I get you. I get you but it's it's more of like I I, I feel like uh a movie about Batman trying to figure out why the League of Shadows is assassinating crime bosses and why he's trying to take over the political realm is not as great of a first movie versus, hey, I partnered up with this guy that has a fear uh, fear toxin that literally can kill people on the inside and make them go crazy on the inside out. And Batman has to stop that. I think that's a better movie than literally what we have in the comics, in my personal opinion
2: my personal thing okay i'll take that i'll take that because that would have been a long two-part probably movie <laughs> yeah it would have been i don't think we we're ready for that for a first Batman
1: movie i would have been like bro why are we starting with this come on bro come on let's not do that um and i think the last thing that i liked is the practicality of this movie a lot of practical effects were made for this film. There's not a lot of social, there's not a social, there's not a lot of special effects in this film. A lot of this was practical. Even the Tumblr, oh I still like this Batmobile. I don't know why. I still like it. It 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 it, it, it it's really good. But besides the point, I, I it's like original and it's
2: the best. It's, I wouldn't say the best.
1: I still like Tim Burton's. I still like Tim Burton's Batmobile. I'm sorry, y'all. I, I, I'm, I'm still on that Batman Batmobile, but this is a strong. I know
2: because it's more. It pays. Yeah, it pays homage to the to this comic book uh source material. Whereas but this, is love, this is a military. Like, uh, this looks it's like, like a, a tank. Right, I this love, is a mobile. I tank. love it. now. it's a mobile. I, I tank. do love it. It's, I do love it. It's like it's like when you imagine Batman's Batmobile, all bulletproof, all just. No, it's way too military, but just the way that it looks and all its capability, I'm like, damn, this is the Batmobile. Like, I I hate what happens to it. uh, Foreshadowing, but I don't want to say
1: anything. But I mean, I get it. I get it. Like I said, it's fine. I get it. But I'm I like it's like I said, it's my second favorite Batmobile. All right, it's my second favorite. I don't know if we'll stay at second due to the movie that comes out in March, but it's my it's my second favorite at the moment. It's my second favorite. So I'll, I'll give it that. Um any likes that I did, miss gentlemen, that that you guys want to bring up about this film.
2: Although this is going to be a um, some of it's going to be a dislike in my next topic. I do love the establishing shots. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, okay.
2: Small little like. I mean, the cinematography the is
1: beautiful. Shot. I agree with you on that. The cinematography yeah. for this is beautiful,
2: especially you um, Bruce probably his first night as Batman on top of the on top of that building, just uh his silhouette, and his cape, just Caught over that gargoyle. In. Yes, yeah. yes. I was like, oh my god, that looks like that looks like a shot of Bruce that I'd see in the comic books.
1: That is perfect. They did that perfectly. And I'm gonna give this man a shout out. It is Wally Feister. He is the guy who did all of the movies for the dark Knight trilogy he did also christopher nolan's two other movies which were inception and memento so just want to give this man a shout out. this dude knows how to oh, make he
2: did that okay yes
1: cool. yes he did i think i think that the city
0: um i i know in the in the next couple movies it won't look as as goth me yeah as this one but this one looks gotham it looks like a gotham you know what i'm saying like i i think it does okay Okay. In, in some scenes, it it definitely looks like a like it's not as gothic, but I think they they at least tried really hard to make it look like a Gotham, with the Wayne Tower being the biggest building in there, and then like okay the and then when you go to, when they go to the scenes where it's like the slums, you see all the webbing on the on the buildings and like all the cabling and dark. all that how then, it's
1: dark and gothic okay yeah
0: and at night the lighting looks really good and looks like yellow yeah. and dark and. So I think I think those things look really good, um, you know, in the movie. It, it, it although I know later it, it definitely looks like a Pittsburgh or it looks like a Philly. <laughs> <It> <laughs> so like, this one I feel like it doesn't look like uh, I I know compared to the other movies, this one doesn't look like a Pittsburgh or a Philly. I mean, it looks a little bit like it, it's a real city, which I like because I I like compared to the other movies. The other movies kind of look like. It, it, I, I know y'all don't agree with me, but to me, they look like they were, they. they
1: it's definitely built on a movie set. Like it looks like no, a movie I, set. No, 110%. I'm not going to argue with that. The, Wait, like the last movie? four movies, last four movies we just got done talking about, all of them, I could definitely see, like, oh, that's a movie set. set. Yeah, yeah, all of them are look a like movie, movie set. set. I like
0: that. I, I mean, I like, I, I appreciate the design of the movie set, uh, like, uh, City you know and i'm trying to make it look like a comic book but i think this one looks realistic and then they add some stuff on top of it to make it look like gotham and the lighting and the other things i think that that helps it look look like gotham um
1: okay yeah. hold that thought cuz i want to i want to dive deeper into that in just a moment because unfortunately i have that as a dislike and i'm explaining why i have it as a dislike and letting the audience know gotham will continue to be a dislike for the next two films because <laughs> It's the truth. Like we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna understand why. Like I, I, and I like what William is saying because it's the truth, right? I like yeah. how, lack of a better term, that they kind of make Gotham a classist, fascist city. If that makes sense, it, it's like okay, here's all the elites, here's the slums, and, you're, you're, and you're, we have yeah. a monorail, a monorail system that kind of focuses and, and kind of goes around the entire city, and it's like okay. I get that, but then certain things happen in the next film, and then there's certain things happen in the next film, and I'm kind of like, that's not the geography of the city that you built in this first movie, one. And then there's something else we're going to talk about later that I, I don't like why I kind of have an issue with what this is. But, no, I agree with you. I like the idea that they kind of made this more of a classic city that is like, okay, we kind of said screw them. We don't care for them anymore. We don't care for that side of the town anymore. So the narrows, y'all can y'all do whatever y'all want in there. I don't yeah. care no, I don't care no more. Yeah,
0: I do like the suit too. I like the Batman suit too. A
1: yeah, oh, lot better. I will I, I will have suit. to say that
0: it's a you know, lot better. No more difficult
2: than butts and crotch and crotch shots.
0: Crop, yeah, crotch shots. shots. Crop. Yeah, I, I don't
1: <laughs> but I I I will say though, I don't know if it beats out 89's Batman Batman suit. But it is a really good suit. I really enjoyed this one. This is the second, no third favorite bat suit. There is one suit that we have not mentioned yet that is my num- that's number two, um, which will be coming up very soon. But yes, I really do enjoy this suit.
0: Yeah, I think he moves a lot better. I like that this Batman can actually move and he looks like he's he like you know, when when they're initially fighting in the beginning of the movie and uh is I, I always pronounce it wrong because I say Rajah Ghul because of the movie, and that's my fault. <laughs> but that's my fault because I, I i i didn't i i'm not huge into uh i mean i love batman but i didn't know too much about Rajak Al- is it Raja raj Raja rache rache Raja rache rache yeah you, go ahead. Go ahead. Al-G-u. Anyways, <laughs> anyways i repronounce <laughs> his name culturally i'm an uncultured swine uh. um <laughs> <laughs> However, you pronounce his name. But I, I, whenever they're fighting, um, and uh, he he's naming out all of Bruce's like different uh fighting styles. Like he's like jujitsu, and he's like you know the different whatever ones that he's naming out. You know, you can see Batman can fight in these movies. Like he can actually like he knows all these different fighting styles. And in the other movies, like it was just so stiff. It didn't look like he was he knew jujitsu. It didn't look like he knew how to you know kick somebody really it looked like he was just some big brute that was just punching people and like you know he was just stronger than everybody but this movie is like he's strong but also he got he got some moves you know what i'm saying so no, i
1: get you because i was gonna say that i was gonna wait for um wait for easter eggs but i'm gonna just bring it up here to your point the costume design uh lindy hemming literally said all right we're gonna take that suit that happened with like Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and we're going to break it into pieces for Christian Bale. Yeah, look very modular. Right, so he could be more flexible in the suit. Unfortunately, in this suit at least, he still wasn't able to turn his head as well, but he still was able to be more flexible, be able to like show off his movements, things like that, because as William mentioned, they made it modular so he could be more flexible, and it was a lot lighter. Almost 30, 35 pounds lighter than... George Clooney suit so yeah it wasn't as much weight on him when Kristen Bell was putting it on he still hated the suit we'll talk about that in easter eggs he still hated being in the bat suit, but it wasn't as uncomfortable as another easter egg I have for later which we will talk about later and you guys can find this on YouTube I'll, we'll, I'll talk about it in easter eggs but yeah I agree with you wholeheartedly about the bat suit. so that's all my likes Derek do you have any more no alright Let's get into dislikes. I'm sorry, William William just mentioned it, and I'm just gonna reiterate it here. The man's name is Ray Shal Gul. All right, I'm sorry, Raz Al Ghul. I it, it's almost as bad as saying Ang and Ong. I'm sorry, I just it, it just cringes me just a little bit that you know, people like literally Christopher Nolan had the chance to actually say this man's name correctly and just didn't. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, second thing was, I I, I know I'm gonna get shot for this. I know I'm gonna get shot for this because everybody loved them some Liam Neeson. His acting is okay. It's not great, it's okay. Like you can tell, which is the problem for Liam Neeson's career at this point. He's a great mentor, and he did a lot of mentoring roles before Making Batman begins, and he does a great job of that. It's when he see when you see him make that twist at the end of the movie, it's kind of like you could have been a little bit more menacing. It just, it just it doesn't feel like he put enough off of it and if that makes sense like it it just i felt like he could have done a little bit more just just a little bit more that, that's it that's that's all i have to say about that um the first hour of this movie i clocked it at 57 minutes when we finally see batman the first hour takes a little too long shape about yeah, five I to ten minutes wrote,
2: i definitely wrote Donna with a slow burner that was one of my dislikes
1: yeah, yeah, it was definitely sober
0: slow burn And that's probably why as a kid I didn't like this movie that much.
1: Because it takes yeah, too long to get to the point. So it. Yeah, right, yeah. it takes way too long to get to the point. And once you get there, you're like, all right, now I hope that the, the third act of this movie kind of picks up and makes me interject. Oh, yes, it does. Okay. You know, yeah, good. I was
2: about to say that. I was just about to say that. It does. <laughs>
1: <I was just laughs> you're like, I, I hope that... I didn't sit here and watch this whole man become Batman and the third act and good. Oh, damn. Excuse my French. All right. Cool. I was just about to say, because the minute he
2: uh, takes out Falcone, these men on the shipment yard it gets better the you're like, minute in a minute
1: right you're like well damn this is the batman movie yeah. i was looking for
2: <laughs> okay well this is where we're going okay you gave us a good little like our mom and mother always told us growing up you know the first episode of the first act they getting you used to the characters showing you some development some story and stuff they're going through but when it hits hard yeah it just keeps on trucking
1: exactly so it was it was really cool to see that the other thing was gonna be what I I I, I also kind of dislike is what William mentioned, and this is the only dislike I I have so far about the movie. Um, the other dislike is just Gotham City, as William mentioned. I just I get that you try to make this more realistic. I I get it, and this all was filmed in Chicago. Most of the most of all the outskirts stuff was filmed in Chicago. Some of the other skyline seats they kind of made as miniature figures to show the skyline and things like that, which is cool. I have no problem with. I guess my issue is is as William mentioned, you see the distinctions, but there's no character to Gotham and I guess that's my issue. It's like there's no character to Gotham because as as we as I'm thinking about it and as I'm talking about it now and I think that's another issue why I have with Man of Steel or just the DCEU in general most of the time is the cities are characters themselves as well and Metropolis doesn't really have any character in it, and this Gotham doesn't really have any character with it, and, uh, and it kind of irks my nerves that we really don't get that. The only DCEU movie that kind of did that, sorry, these two aren't in the same universe, but just want you to understand where I'm coming from, audience. It's like Wonder Woman's Themyscira, that's a character, right? Like, watching yeah. Wonder Woman in the first five minutes of Wonder Woman 1984, that's the only five minutes you need to see, is just how they made the mascara this beautiful place where you were like, Wow, I want to be world in, I want to see more wonders, I want to know more lore about what's going on at the mascara. Whereas here in Gotham City, you're like, Okay, it's a shitty town that has crime in it. Okay, whereas I think that's what Tim Burton did really well with Batman and Batman Returns is Gotham was its own character. Granted, as you mentioned, it's set building. And I get that sometimes people don't want to see a set; they want to actually see a city. Like you know, I get that, but it, it still had character with it. Whereas this movie, I just didn't feel like there was a character for Gotham, and I think that's where my issue comes in. I don't know if Derek or you or I don't know if Derek or William y'all agree with me on this one.
2: Oh no, I feel as if go ahead, William.
0: I mean, I I, I mean, I kind of mentioned it earlier. Like I think. That this is probably the best that they did in a, in this trilogy, with the city, because it definitely feels like they tried. <laughs> you know, I, I I I'm not saying that it's it's the best thing ever. It's not, you know. But there are some scenes where it definitely looks like Gotham. There's some scenes where they added some little, uh, some little things in there like gargoyles and other things whatnot like uh the like I said the lighting and uh signs and, and the cobwebs and whatever to make it look more like a, a Gotham in a darker city. Um does it it does it look like Chicago? Yeah there does a lot but I definitely feel like um I feel like they didn't want it to look I, I think that Christopher Nolan purposely did it that way. So that you could put yourself in the movie and be in in the city with Batman, whereas like in the other movies, you you don't even you can't even really see yourself there. You look like you're watching a character in a fake city. You know, it doesn't feel like you're with the character in a city where you could be living there, like you could, you could see Batman jumping off of your roof. And the other movies, you're like, that can never happen because we wouldn't even have that shit. you <laughs> <Like,
2: laughs> like got cars going over cars on intersections. You can already, oh, yeah. like I Batman mean, Forever, Batman Robin, you can't even see the, the streets half the time.
1: Exactly. Okay. All right. Fair point. Again, I I, I mentioned it. I'm not talking about Batman for for Batman or Robin, like. Batman and Batman Returns is where I think that Gotham <laughs> character comes out way more. I do agree with Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, where you're like, bro, where's 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 the streets at? If all right, you know, perfect example, really quick for the audience to know how I feel about that is, I don't know if y'all, I don't know if the audience is going to be old enough to remember this, but there's a Spider-Man video game. Actually, we're going to use two. There's one Spider-Man game from the Nintendo 64 where like you're swinging. And literally the clouds doesn't show the, sc- the the streets at all. And if you were to accidentally fall in those clouds, you're dead. And if you were old enough, I think William, I don't know if William had this when he had it, but it was the GameCube, PlayStation 2, and Xbox movie tie-in game, Spider-Man, that did the exact same thing. You could not swing down to the ground. You couldn't do any of that. And I agree with you. That's how it felt with Batman Forever and Batman Robin. It's like, okay, the only thing only thing that can see the ground is the batmobile that's the only thing that can see the ground everything else good luck like literally good luck in batman forever and then batman robin was like bro what ground <laughs> what what streets are there what There's is no, crowd? <laughs> yo? What is ground? <laughs> what what is that? It's like
2: it's like they took the bottle of uh, Batman being Batman Beyond the series. I'm just saying. I'm just thinking of that. I just feel like they took the bottle of Batman Beyond and just like oh no, because I'm thinking like Batman Beyond how they have streets and on top of streets you hardly see the ground. Even though that's probably not a very good comparison because that's the future. But that's what it reminded me of. But it, it to but to your it point, does. Batman, nineteen eighty nine, Batman Returns, those two Gotham's actually had a character because you get to see a lot of the authenticity. You get to see like you know the set designs truly look like its source material. Then the characters in the series, I mean, in those movies, you know they even helped add some little life to the city, I guess.
1: Yeah. Which I, I agree, guess for- but I oh go ahead. Go
2: ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I mean, I guess for this for this version of uh, this version of Gotham, I really did like it. I guess because like what I said, it's more realistic. But even though the but my only rebuttal is, I guess to kind of coincide with what you're saying. I wish you got to see more of Gotham. I feel as if they were trying to do what they could to show, um, you know, show life in Gotham because they brought Bruce. To like well you know Kate brought Bruce to the narrows down to the slums to kind of show you know it's not all high and it's not all um, beautiful and glamour and all that other and all that other stuff. I just feel as if that we just wish we got to know or got to see more about that if that makes sense. It
1: does it does make more sense and I guess the I guess the best way to say this is hopefully, in some iteration i don't know if we're gonna get this in 2022's batman but i wish in some iteration we'll get some of that more character the more how they can blend the two will we i don't know but we shall we shall see
2: we shall i think see. they will as well, as the way this tone is going on how um you know what we already know what riddler's going to do and what's going on in the city i feel as if we might actually Get a little
1: bit. Hopefully, hopefully we shall see. Hopefully, also I want to make a quick note, audience. I'm a, I'm gonna get off my whole horse. I sound like a comic book nerd for just a very quick moment. It's razagul I'm sorry. I was th- checking myself. I've been hearing race. I've been hearing race a lot in the comics. I've been hearing it from the comic book co- community. So my apologies on that. It's actually razagul how it's been re-rated in multiple iterations. So, so I'm just, they did say it right. So let me let me so take Chris my Finola dislike.
2: did say it right. I, I, I,
1: I, I'm, I'm taking my dislike back and throwing it. Christopher Nolan somewhere down. is giving you the middle finger, Julian. <laughs> I mean, he should be giving. First off, he should be giving Warner Brothers a middle finger for screwing him over in his last movie. But I'm going to give that a whole nother conversation for a different time. But anyways, I'm sorry. Sorry for everybody. Mm-mm we we'll talk about that for a different day. But um yes, so I apologize on that. This like it's it's for our goal. So I'll 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 get off my comic book, dumbass high horse and then just. And now off. I don't feel like a dumbass because I was saying it right.
2: <laughs> uh, <I apologize. laughs>
1: hey, I'm here and I'm, gonna, I'm and going to I'm going to acknowledge when too. I'm wrong. Right. At least I'm acknowledging what I'm wrong. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave it there. So that's I, I Julian,
0: that is that is gross.
1: Thank you. <laughs> but well, as we continue. Is there any more dislikes that we did not that we I did not mention? Is there any more dislikes that you guys had about the film? Anything like that? <sighs> the
0: Batman voice.
1: Oh, I forgot to bring that up. I forgot to mention that. I forgot that. to bring that up. So it's not consistent. It's not. Um, it's not. Um, that's the Easter egg for later. That is the Easter egg for later. Why it was inconsistent, but Christian Bale is the reason for it, it's not being inconsistent. Um but yeah, it's 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 very interesting. Y'all gotta hear this, and you will be like,
2: he was working bro. on it, and he was just trying to figure out what to do.
1: I think he was. Yes, out, I'm gonna give you a hint. Yes and no. Yes and no.
2: I want to ask for y'all opinion. That uh, sorry if audience for foreshadowing, but do you think he improves?
1: I, okay, that'll be a question for later. I'll, I don't I know. A question. I don't, I don't, don't even know. I think he improves. I think he improves, but it's like a ten percent improvement. Like it's not, it's not oh. a lot. It's not a lot. Let's watch when we get to when we get to the Dark Knight. There's not that improvement on his Batman voice. All right, let's let's be frank here. Like it's it's not that much of an improvement. Now when we get to the Dark Knight Rises, you could tell he's trying to do that grisly, like the Dark Knight Returns oh. Batman voice, and it's like you know, you're still young, my guy. You don't have to do that. You really don't. <laughs> so it it kind of it kind of it kind of fluctuates quite a lot. But in this movie specifically, it shows its ass quite a lot in his Batman voice. Thank you for bringing that up, William. But that is an Easter egg for later on why it's that. That's yeah, one character. example
0: is whenever he's telling Rachel, he's basically telling her that he's Batman, and it's like, it's not like who I am yeah, what it I like squeaks. Do. It's like his voice squeaks, <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs>
1: I'm going to no tell way. you why, right, I'm going to tell you why in that exact moment it squeaks because, again, it's funny what he does for his voice, and I was like, Christian, he's like, you just why? basically just <laughs> is like, I'm Batman. Shut <laughs> up. And I love you, Rachel. <laughs> it's not like Scooby-Doo up in here. God dang uh, it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm not playing. <laughs> oh, I get on my nerves. oh, but it's funny. Oh song.
0: man. It's but funny. but when he first comes to the scene and he, you're like at the warehouse scene where he's beating up those guys, he's like, I'm Batman. Like, that was alright. That wasn't bad. It just it wasn't doesn't bad. it just gets worse as the the fa-
1: well the, I was gonna say the best time he used it was when he was talking to Flask. That was the only time it worked really well. When he had Flask and he threw them upside down. And he was like, where are the other drugs going? And yeah, like, that one was good. That, that was, that was, was good. the only time where it was like, wow, you really you really put in, to, put in some work to get interrogation. All right, yeah. cool.
0: Interrogation, that was a good scene.
1: He was interrogated. That's what Batman does. He was interrogating. Yeah. <laughs>
0: he's like, I can't get this one wrong. <laughs> out
1: of all things that I can get wrong, this is not one. <laughs> yeah, that's what Batman is famous for, especially in just looking the animated
2: series. Like, if you get that wrong,
1: buddy, just clock out for me. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, <and> clock out for <laughs> me. But any other dislikes you got, William?
0: Um. I, I... <laughs> I, I don't think Rachel's that good looking.
1: Katie Holmes? You don't like Katie Holmes? Really? Like, oh, she,
0: cute. she she looks like she's trying to be somebody else, and I can't make out who she's trying to look like. Now she's the better Rachel than the next Rachel.
1: I completely and utterly agree. We're going to talk about a why that happens. right? We'll talk about why that happened in the next podcast. If the next Rachel
2: is like, I really love the next Rachel. She's just like, eh, I think I'm going to get a
1: well, we're know, gonna I we're gonna be. we're gonna talk about why Jake Gyllenhaal's um, sibling or family got put into that movie. Yeah, it's I believe it's Jake Gyllenhaal's sister. Don't don't quote me on that. I can't remember. I can't remember. Specifically. <laughs> I think it's his cousin or his sister, one of the two. But she's related to Jake Gyllenhaal, and she was put into the movie last minute. Again, I'm I'm gonna go into way more detail, but let's just say she kind of got just, thrown into the movie.
2: I just feel as if she did. I feel I as if she could do better with her acting. That's all I'm going to I'm not going to say agree.
1: she did bad. I agree. I, agree I, I don't.
0: You're talking about the next movie or in this one? Next one.
1: Next one. In the next one, in Derek? the next one, I feel yeah. Derek's saying in the next one, I feel yeah. like in the next well, I
2: sh- one, I, sh- I, sh- I should have waited. I until we uh, actually yeah, get to the next movie. But yeah, the next one, yeah. I feel that like she was just yeah, she just wasn't. The, as her way. acting, I wasn't as yeah. lively. Yeah, her, she I
0: was, she was a good actor in this movie. I, I, just, I'm just talking about the way she looks. I just, uh, just, it's not hitting you for didn't me. Like her? I feel like the old Batman has some had some dime pieces at, for
1: his his love Hey, look, Those are Batman much better... does have one. Well, Batman does have a. a Oh well, I was going to say a dime piece, but he does have a beautiful woman that comes up in two movies from now. Which...
2: See, I, I...
1: I just feel like... He
2: comes a homicidal man.
1: Mi- yeah. We, we're not, no, we're not talking oh, about Oh, no, I, to, I, to,
2: I, know, I had the wrong. Oh, oh you're, you're
1: talking, talking about the other one. Day, I, was, was... I, was thinking, I was thinking about her, but I totally no, forgot.
2: That girl. about that the other, other one. Way. The other one.
0: Yeah, the other Boy. one. Yeah. I'll give her some credit, but, yeah. <laughs>
2: Y'all don't like the
1: girl you don't like the girl from, from uh, Inception Oh, we're gonna get into that one Two movies from now Jeez, okay, alright So you didn't like Katie Holmes as Rachel I will yeah. put it this way She, Rachel did seem like um, A damsel in distress that wants to be independent In a sense I have no problem with that I I really don't. I have no problem with that. What I mean by that is, like, you know, movies like to have a damsel in distress, and literally, that's what she was for the first, like, first two scenes when Batman's around, and then all of a sudden, she gets a, a, I don't even know what you call that, the little thing where she shoots and it, like, gets electrocuted people, whatever that was. (laughs) All of a sudden, she becomes, like, her own independent woman, and I'm like, eh. Isn't that (laughs) that, what
2: Bruce gave her, though?
1: No, that's what she had. Remember, she shot oh. Batman with it when she when he first revealed himself right, to right, her. That's right. That's right. That's right. So it's just like all right, okay.
0: Oh, oh, this is supposed to be. I, I meant to say this in my likes. I this is a like. Sorry, we're on dislikes. But I I think they humanized Batman a little bit more in this movie too. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: I think that in the other movies, that he was he was just Batman. Like he was just he, when he when he put the mask on, he was just Batman. He was I'm Batman. I'm dark, but I like women. <laughs> like, but in this yeah, movie, he's like, myself. yeah, he's like humanized. Like he like the little kid that's like, you know, they don't believe me when I talk about Batman in school, and then he hands him the little toy or the little thing.
1: Hold, hold that. Put a pin in that. Cause I have problems with that. Just hold, hold that. Do down. we know what, even what it was, though? Was it a weapon? That, that doesn't matter. I'm gonna talk. We're gonna talk about that later. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about that later. Cause I, oh, yeah, I understand right. what you mean by that, and I, I, I get where you're coming from. Cause you're trying to humanize Batman, but at the same time, question. I mean, we can't give kids weapons. Yeah, we can. one. But there's another bigger issue that I have, which again we'll talk about later. I can't. I I don't want to spoil it for questions because okay. that's one of my biggest questions that I have for this film. Because so I was like, Bruce. So we're we're gonna get into that later. We'll 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 get into that later. But, but I like. But I do like that they humanize Batman. I agree with you. I like and they that and, 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 and they don't make Gordon a complete idiot. Gordon was. Gordon was never an idiot, and I I appreciate that Batman Gordon is. Right we're not talking about Batman Forever. We're not talking about Batman and Robin. But yeah, Commissioner wish... Gordon is actually a very great commissioner. Yeah, I think they did pretty well here.
2: I think they did well too. Mm-hmm. I think they. Did I
1: agree. Yeah. I agree. I just wish that <coughs> Justice League would have done better with our Commissioner Gordon that we got. So now all I can do is hope for Batgirl when that movie comes out later on HBO max that they actually do commissioner Gordon justice. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting confused. Looks. So you didn't know DCEU is going to make an HBO exclusive movie with Batgirl, And she's going to be introduced into the DCEU. Um, how they're doing it, what Man, even is the DCEU like right now? Like, so,
0: so to your who's point, it, who's not in it?
1: Like, what here to it, your point? And wait, here hold on, it goes. hold on, hold on. To his point, i sorry, we're gonna do a mini rant really quick. To his point, in the movie, guess who's gonna be Batman? Guess, guess who's Batman? Is
2: Michael Keaton? Uh, oh, Michael Keaton.
1: Michael Keaton is Batman oh, in this. Gosh. So, I was like, so wait, we're just, I know Ben Affleck said that he doesn't want to be Batman. But if I'm if I'm right, how is Batgirl gonna be in the DCEU when Michael Keaton is Batman? I don't I don't get it because Ben Affleck is Batman in this continuity. So how does that work? So is this, it is it's, it's is this before the Flash movie? But then that doesn't make sense because then that means isn't flash Michael
0: Keaton like an old man,
1: yes. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm confused because it's like so does that mean that. Nine There's two less, Batman's roaming around, less. or that the worlds collide. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, what? Nine I don't. Yes, it might be on the online because what is this Batman movie that's coming out? Is that part of it too? Oh no, it's uh, it's not in the DCEU at all. It's its own standalone thing.
2: Oh, so this this Batgirl movie is gonna be part of the DCU, which is in line with the Justice League, Man of Steel. Yes. And, yes. Steel.
1: Yes. and the matter. Batman 2022 film is not part of the DCEU. It was supposed to be a part of the DCEU when Ben Affleck was gonna direct it, write it, and star in it, but once he had the issues that he had, like the alcoholism and all that other crap, uh, they basically went to Matt Reeves, the guy who's directing the new movie, and was like, "Yeah, no, nah, I, 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 understand what they're doing with the DCEU, but I don't want to do that. So I'm gonna make my own thing." And the Brothers was like, "Okay." They don't even care at can, this point.
2: Can they, I was about to say, I was about to say what's the point? What's, what's the point.
1: I concur. That's why I'm confused as to what they're doing with Bad Girl, but the only thing I care for is that, you know, JK Simmons is still my Commissioner Gordon in Bad Girl. So I'm like, cool. But that's why I'm confused. So if JKC is so Sim- Commissioner
0: Gordon and he's uh in 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 DCU and then he's uh, J Jonah Jameson J Jonah Jameson in MCU. MCU. Yes. <laughs> Interesting.
1: Just like William Dafoe is um, Aquaman's mentor in the DCEU and he's Green Yeah, Coblin. but that's
0: forgettable. Nobody cares about Aquaman.
1: <laughs> Nobody cares about Aquaman. I'm not gonna do this with both of y'all today.
0: Nobody gives a flying fuck about Aquaman. <laughs> a are, we getting a sequ- this? are
1: we getting a second sequ- Aquaman movie this year?
0: This. Eh, it's just for eye candy. It's just, just for the people that want to Milt at the screen.
2: Again, once again, sexualized uh, Jason Momoa. That's cute.
0: Sex sales, man.
2: God, I, I See gonna, that now. God damn it.
1: I'm not going to play with either one of y'all. Let's just continue.
2: It is not, <laughs> it ain't not
1: on a tangent. We were on a very quick tension. We're
2: gonna pay attention to Aquaman we was in the Justice League series The first time I got to actually pay attention to Aquaman was when the Justice League movie came out.
1: 2017, five years ago. Okay.
2: No, I take that back. um It was Aqua at first. Uh, yeah, I got this. I take that back. But that's not the Aquaman we're getting. So who
1: cares? I understand. I can tell Derek is frustrated with this Aquaman, but we're gonna really back in. <laughs> no fish pun intended. But we're gonna really back in. Sorry, back people. Who real who quick, Aquaman. <laughs>
0: Anytime you look up the Justice League animated series on 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 like you look at the images, Aquaman is never in like the main thing. He's he's always just he was in the
1: first five or six episodes, and then he decided to stay with Atlantis for some stupid reason, even though his hand got cut off because nobody gives a shit. (laughs) Nobody wanted to see him.
2: Thank you, thank you. I'm rolling this back in. (laughs)
1: I'm rolling this back in. We're going into. We're going right this is, we have no more I have dislikes, one more, right? I
2: have one more dislike. I just okay, hate the cuts between the fight scenes. Some of it like Okay. I, uh, it's I, I, I was Bourne gonna say that
1: too. I forgot about and, that. I hate the Jason Bourne cuts. I call him the Jason Bourne cuts. I Warren hate, hate cut.
2: them cuts. Like I was really getting into the fight with him and Roz. And like bro, like in uh, other scenes, I'm like, bro. So I get
1: you, it. You, I can get it because you want to make it more realistic and whatever. But even specifically in the prison brawl in the beginning of the movie with Bruce, like you could see some of the hits and stuff like that. But then again, I I call it the I call it the Jason Bourne action cut sequences because if we go back and watch the Jason Bourne movies, those are the movies that started this stupid crap where I cut in the middle of an action and then cut to another shot to show the impact of that hit. And I'm like, I don't like it. But with Jason Bourne, it makes sense. Batman, it makes zero to zero. no sense. Like, zero? I was none. so
2: mad. I'm not going to say I was
1: so mad, because I really love this movie.
2: This is still my second favorite Batman movie, but I was just so disappointed. That's what I should say. Because I was like, okay. I was getting into okay. the point, and I was like, dude. And it cuts
1: away, and you're like, can I see the punch? All right, Thank fair, you. fair point. All right, fair point. Okay, maybe that's one dislike we can say about the action sequences. I do... Still yeah, love most of them, but yeah. all the punches that Batman puts in, especially when he's trying to like show himself in the beginning of the movie, you're like, How many cuts are you gonna put in this fight, man? Like, come yeah. on. Come on, bro!
2: Especially the final train one. I was like, that was the biggest cut, and I guess I can understand that because the way it was filming, because it was maybe the train wasn't a small, was it was pretty compact because they had to. I guess I to think about but, camera shots and all that stuff. But still, but see, here's
1: my issue though with that, Derek. And see, now we're going on another rant. Here's no, my no,
2: issue No, oh, no, 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 no,
1: no. But no, no. Here's my issue though. Here's my mini rant about Batman Begins and just the two actors you had in your hands, right? We're talking about Liam Neeson, right? Liam Neeson did. Phantom Minutes just like six years prior. He has done all these other action movies prior. Prior, And Christopher Nolan actually made him and Christian Bale go and actually train in martial arts. Show me. Show me. And this, oh, by the way, Liam Neeson is the same guy who does Taken. Mm-hmm. Same guy. He's an action he's an action actor. Right. So you can do that. And again, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm stepping on Easter eggs right now, but Christian Bale did 90, 95% of his own action sequences. So let the action show. You do that, which I will appreciate them for later. They do that in The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. But come on, bro. Show me something. But I do like when they they do cut and show like him grabbing somebody and throwing them up in the air or when he's like hiding in places and getting them that way. That was cool. Yeah. But the yeah, action, the punches to, was the issue.
2: Yeah, I actually forgot to actually mention that one of my likes too. I love his use of darkness and silent takedowns. It's Like you're actually playing the the Arkham game. You know, yes. the, Ark, the Arkham game series. You actually like you feel as like if you're actually in the game. How he's using his the darkness <sighs> as his ally and doing these silent takeout takedowns. I was like, I oh, see that. That's, that's bad. <laughs> that's when I forgot to write that as my life.
1: So I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that one. Any others before we continue on to uh casting what ifs. Mm. All right. So there's not that many casting what ifs, but I, I think that it's best we talk about this and then we're gonna talk about an Easter then Easter eggs. So the of course, the one that had all the, the buzz about the actor was none other than Bruce Wayne and Batman. Um this one actually wasn't set in stone, really, and we'll we'll and So they were, again, Warner Brothers was kind of throwing names, but it wasn't like how it was in 89, 95. It wasn't like that at all, where they were like just throwing names at the mud and seeing if it was going to (laughs) stick. They actually had a few people that I was like, wow, interesting. So they had Christian Bale, of course. We're going to talk about what he did to get the role. Um, Eon Bailey, which I thought was like a TV, some short film kind of guy, but I I didn't really know about much. Um, Harry Cavill.
0: I don't know who that is. Superman. Superman. Oh,
1: okay. I don't. I don't. care. Yeah. Oh, he don't care. I, okay, I forgot. He don't care. I don't um, sure about Superman. Superman. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal and two other people who I think we should mention. Well, well, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal did want to again. Jake Gyllenhaal wanted to be in superhero movies. That's why we, he did Prince of Persia, which we never talk about here. Um, Cecilia Murphy and the Dark Horse. Cecilia Murphy is Jonathan Crane's Scarecrow. We'll we'll talk about him in a moment. Yeah. He want to be Batman? Yeah, he actually we'll we'll talk like I said this is all easier. We're going to talk about that in a moment. And the second last person who was also on the short list was none other than the man himself Heath Ledger, may he rest in peace. He actually auditioned. It was on the short list for Batman. Hold that thought because we're going to hold what he does And why it's an Easter egg, but yeah, hold that thought. So that happens. And then Alfred, the only person that you really could know for Alfred that almost that literally Christopher Nolan wanted as Alfred was none other than the thespian man himself, Anthony Hopkins. And Anthony Hopkins was just like, I'm good, boss. I'm good. I was like, fair, 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 Anthony. This is probably below you. I get it. Yeah, don't do what you want. Um, But he goes to be Odin Yeah <laughs> And then Liam Neeson Like I said is Raz al Ghul. The other person Other two people who actually wanted Well three people who was going to be noticed For the role was Viggo Mortensen the guy who was um, In the Lord of the Rings movies um, Guy Pearce Who is a guy that's a very Collaborated guy with Christopher Nolan And Commissioner Gordon Himself Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman did re- like screen tests and all that. And i use this for the Easter because I don't think we have enough time to talk about it. But <laughs> Gary Oldman did so well. You know, like Christopher Nolan was like, you know, you're good, but I don't think you should be a villain. I think you should be Commissioner Gordon and then put plugged him in Commissioner Gordon and he's left his role ever since. Now, for the plugs that we just mentioned, let's start with Cecilia Murphy, Jonathan Crank yes he actually wanted to be batman he actually wrote inside not signed but he actually did like audition tapes inside like did uh reads for Bruce Wayne and Batman christopher nolan was like you're good but i want you to be the villain and that's when he shuffled gary oldman to go be gordon and that's when he shuffled uh you know cecilia murphy to be scarecrow now to the man that literally could have been in this movie. Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger was coming off of a great up and coming career. He talked to Christian Bale. They actually did reads again. Christian Bale. I mean, not Christian Bale. Christopher Nolan loved him so much. He told him, you're good. And I mean, really good. This isn't the role for you. I will use you later, but this is not the role for you. I have another role. I have another role that I want to use you for later. He didn't know what that role was until 2006, 2007. But he was like, "I just unfortunately, you're not Bruce. You're not my Batman. But you're you're good enough. I need you in another movie." Which therein lies helps him with his role as Joker in The Dark Knight. I will say this, and I'll forever say this: Christopher Nolan knows how to cast his movies. This man knows how to cast them. But Gentlemen, y'all want to know how, how Christian Bale won the role? Y'all, y'all want to know what, what he did in his audition tape to like help solidify him as Batman?
0: He said, I'm Batman. It was it the and voice.
1: That and something else. Audience, y'all can actually go look this up on YouTube. And Derek Williams, William, I also suggest y'all go look this up on YouTube. Christian Bale, in his audition tape, put on Val Kilmer's Batman Forever suit. And did lines of the Bat- some Batman Forever lines, and did some lines for Batman Begins, and did that. I know that you office. love that. I, I know I you ate love that. I'm sorry, that. I ate that shit up when I found that out about a year or two year, two three years ago. I was like, I say less. That. And it's on YouTube. You can My find this on YouTube right now. So if anybody wants to see it and think I'm bullshitting. Don't look watch it up. It tonight. Right, Christian Bale. I see if give you an even better or better reason as to defend that <laughs> death
2: forever. No one gives a shitty movie. You I know you was eating that up. I ate I that shit up. You. you know I
1: did. You know I did. I can only
2: imagine. Oh god.
1: So yes, that's how Christian Christian Bale kind of lobbied for it, and you know, Christopher Nolan was like, all right, she got it. That was cool, though. That was cool. Um What's just weird about what I'm about to say. So most people don't know, but Christian Bale just got done playing this movie called The Machinist. He was like maybe a hundred pounds, like almost close to 80, 90 pounds. Cause this movie is about somebody who's like very sick. And literally if you go watch the film, swoo, Christian Bale, literally you can see his bones. And mind you, this movie came out like a year, a year and a half before Batman Begins. And literally his personal trainer had to help him gain 100 pounds of muscle just to go be Batman. Like he literally in six weeks had to learn and get 100 pounds and literally do a regimen to gain all that weight back. I was like, okay, to the voice, to the voice. Actually, let's start with action sequences. As I mentioned, and I hate this for Christian Bale, he did all of his action sequences except for the batmobile they would not let him touch it they would not let him be around it he did not drive the batmobile i would i would be pissed if i was batman and i was not able, not able to drive the batmobile yeah he was not not able
2: to at all in this movie
1: i had to double check wow that, that at that all.
2: that whenever him and lucius was doing what were they in
1: um it was it it was they wouldn't let him drive it, so they were, they talk about it. So the by the way, this is a Easter egg for later. But the tumbler had like two other people driving it, and some of the real, some of the actual tumblers had like an actual steering wheel that you can drive. Only stuntmen were able to do that. So when right when Lucius and Bruce are like driving in a the test, they're literally having somebody like. Drive them as, as Christian Bell's played to actually drive the Batmobile. Oh, the
2: only time he was actually inside the tumbler. Yep.
1: Yeah. That's, wow. That's trifling. And speaking, I wonder of,
0: why. Why didn't they let him drive it?
1: Speaking of each tumbler, guess how much that that tumbler cost? Just guess. I say each tumbler, huh? A
2: hundred thousand.
1: A quarter million. Try a quarter million. And they were okay, actual right. There were actual functional vehicles. Whereas I didn't mention this in all the other Batman uh, Batman films, but all the other Batman mo- uh, mobiles, specifically the 89 and 91 ones, I mean 92 ones, both of those were not they were drivable, but they could only go about maybe 50 miles an hour. Batman Forever, they didn't really try to drive it as much, they try to keep it in that same speed limit, so they really didn't drive it as much. And and Batman and Robin it was going about 30 let's let's be honest here
2: probably the, you know, just props
1: right the tumbler again christopher nolan wanted this to be as practical as possible he literally built the tumbler from the ground up put an actual engine in it and the car could actually go over 100 miles an hour that's how fast the tumbler could have went So big that thing is! Oh my gosh! Exactly,
2: hundred miles an hour.
1: That thing was an actual working vehicle that actually could do things. The only problem why it couldn't pass any driver's test or register as a vehicle is because you can't see the back because it doesn't have a a rear view mirror. You can't do a rear view mirror in that film. I mean that mobile. But yes, it was an actual functioning vehicle. They spent about I want to say about three to five million on just building the tumblers and having copies of them. But because of that, Christian Bale could not touch them because they were that expensive to deal with.
2: Is it the same rule like, for the
1: next film? I don't know. We'll I'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, but at least for Batman Begins, yeah, he was not able to drop. Him.
2: You know what? I would say this. It would make sense as to why they got rid of, of Batman, in, 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 in the Batman.
1: <laughs> that would make sense. It's like, you know what, we're not <laughs> gonna spend no. We, we're money. not gonna yeah. shave we we can shave a couple of million off the budget.
2: We can, shave, we can shave a couple of million or, or yeah,
1: we can shave a couple of million. <laughs> like that
2: ridiculous.
1: makes sense. That makes sense now. <laughs> now, to William's point about his voice, Um, most people don't know. Yes, he is actually yelling in most of those scenes, and that's actually Christian Bell using his voice to do that. What happened is in some of those scenes that you're hearing him, William, he's been filming his Batman scenes back to back. At some point during production, and I he think it was voice. I think it was during that Rachel moment, he lost his voice. He's lost his voice multiple times and actually hurt it so bad to the point that in the last bit of the production, he had to like slow down and stop screaming as much or using that voice because it was actually like breaking his vocal cords or damaging his vocal cords. So yes, he he couldn't he couldn't be as loud as he wanted to in certain of the talking points because he was being too loud and too rambunctious. And I think when he did the rain scene, that's why he was so loud and angry, which leads to the Batmobile. I mean, the bat, bat suit. It was so uncomfortable for Christian. It was very easy for him to switch that persona for being Batman and Bruce. And so when he's yelling at Flash in the rain, that's actually, he actually felt like he was when he was wearing a bat forever's bat suit because it was raining And the suit and the rubber just didn't mesh well with him. And it was just heavy on him. And he said, like, you know, it was angry. He was kind of angry for being in that suit for so long. So, yes, when he's yelling, he's actually yelling. So all those factors is the reason why his voice is very inconsistent in all these movies. I'm like, ah, exactly. He seems so angry. (laughs) Yeah, now we know why. He's like the hook.
0: I'm always angry. <laughs> you want to know my secret? <laughs> you want
2: to know my oh, secret?
1: Man. I'm always angry. I'm always angry. Um, and oh, the boy. last... Oh my God. The last couple of things I, I thought that was cute about this movie was like, Liam Neeson, because at the training academy, he was so much taller than most of the ninjas. If you go back and watch the League of Shadows like training sequences, most of them are either on wooden blocks or they're higher or hiding because they didn't want to show that Liam Neeson was way much taller than them. And a technical thing I think is cool: uh, Christopher Nolan didn't believe in having two people filming, like two units filming the movie by himself. He able he was able to film the entire movie in four months, and he was over the entire production. Most of the times when you're doing action seek sequ- action movies, you have a first unit, second unit, third unit. First unit is the one who does most of the movie. Second unit does all that scenes and scenery and stuff like that. And the third is the one who picks up all the crap that we need to do reshoots on. Christopher Nolan said, scrap all that. I wanted to do a whole unit by myself. And I'm going to make this movie correctly the way I want to. And yes, he filmed all of this on one go for 124 days. I said
2: Okay, hey, sir. Forget, 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 the forget the filming in different units, making sure I don't need no. Power. I'm going to do this. I don't, right. yeah. I don't need nobody I don't need else. No yeah, I don't need nobody else fixing my mistakes. I got
1: this. <laughs> I got this. I ain't going to make it? no mistakes. What a director. That's why I love <laughs> I know, right? I, this is know, exactly right? why I love I After <laughs> reading all of this about the Batman movies, I was like, you know what? This is exactly why anytime you have a movie coming out, I'm watching it on first weekend because yeah, yeah, we'll this man is the attention it. to detail is amazing. But besides the point, to my to that point, is there any other Easter eggs that you guys wanted to speak about or anything else y'all wanted to mention? Nope. Mm. All right, I got a lot of questions and I feel like these are nitpicks, but we're gonna just go into them. First question, Roz, how did you get in that cell, bro? I just, I just wanted. I have a question, bro. Like, yeah, how did you get in that he man's cell?
2: Resources. He has resources.
1: And the crazy thing is, he knew got people going to be
2: Arrested. He knew he was gonna be arrested and knew exactly what cell he was gonna go to. who he was. He had.
1: He. You got that he much influence somebody. that you could be able to do he that. He
2: knew somebody. He knew somebody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess whatever. All right. All right. Second, Thomas, Thomas, who gets out of a. A play going the back alley, like who back does
2: it? Hey, oh, oh, away, one of the richest people. Boy, oh, I, I that didn't make wait, wait. To me
1: wait. Hold on, a hey, follow up question. Thank you for bringing that up. Follow up question okay. is, How do you do that with no guards, with no protection?
2: You're one of the richest
1: people in the country, and you just walking out of a play in the back alley. When no I, paparazzi. Right. No paparazzi saw, saw saw you. None of your security guards didn't see you. None like that. You mean to tell me nobody saw you walk behind that back alley? Yeah. Yeah, Thomas. Yeah, Thomas. That's
2: why to this day I always say I know it's called crime alley, but I'm sorry to all Batman fans and everybody else who I might have to do with this. To this day, I still don't understand why his parents why his parents did it and why they make the decisions they did going down that alley. That's even the basis.
1: No, even no, even in the 30s, let's be completely 110% honest. In the 30s, when after JFK, I mean not JFK, after Abraham Lincoln was assassinated, they literally made Secret Service for the president, right? And they made secret service for that. And then celebrities, big time celebrities at the time, even Mob people in the 30s were able to get their own security. You mean to tell me somebody that's who's literally saying. running the entire city can't get two or three guards to watch them? Shut out of here. That's what Shut I'm out. saying. I get you. I, that's I, what that's I'm what saying. I'm I, emphasizing I, your point. I'm just like that literally makes no sense, bro. Makes not Makes not. not. Sorry, I'm a huge Batman fan, but I'm like, bro, at least one guard, one guard. You could at least. Why have one. exit
0: out the alley? Thank you. The kids feeling sick. <laughs>
1: I like
2: know. just go out the front. Thank you. That doesn't the- makes, and, you know- and if they're so
0: rich, they usually have like a chauffeur or something like like a limo driver. Or somebody, I bet you Alfred would have been there, right
1: there at the door, Right on at him. the door, waiting on him. Exactly.
2: My thing is, too is also that he knows. Like now, even Ross even said at the beginning and throughout the film, they know that they were trying to battle the 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 crime underworld of the city. They were trying to balance, so they know they was going to make enemies. And you mean to tell me that the first thing they do after their son tells them they want to get out, we're going to go out the back alley? They know they have people probably out there waiting to rob them, waiting to kill them. They're the richest people in the city. And you telling me y'all didn't was not prepared and y'all were no. In no way, shape, or form. No, let's go out the back alley, honey. What the hell?
1: I, I agree with you. That's what I'm like, all right, bro. All right, Thomas. This is all on you. Like, like Ross said, it's your father's fault. It's it exactly fault. your father's fault. Um, <laughs> Rachel, Rachel, why take him to Falcone? Why did Why did you take him to Falcone after the court case? Not only that, how did you know exactly, exactly where he is? Like that. That was my question. Is like, how did you know exactly where Carmine Falcone is, and why would you take Bruce there after his the the Joe Chill like court uh, court case hearing? Like, why why would you do that? How's like Rachel? How well, are you all, really a friend? Just trying to prove a point, okay. First of all, it's, that was if I'm your no, friend, I'm not doing it like to that.
2: you. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. First of all, I didn't really like that she did that. But second, I think the reason why she knew where they where he was is because, like you know, all those cops and the freaking judge. Was going out to eat there, chilling with him in the vicinity. You know, those public figures there.
1: I'm not surprised she knows where he is, where he is. Anyway, um, I digress. I'm I'm gonna let that go. <laughs> um Alfred, sorry, I'm going around all the rounds here. Alfred, how did you know where to find Bruce after he got out of the League of Shadows? Like, how did you know exactly where to find him? Like how? I, I just I got a question on that, Alfred. I just I just want to know. Like, how did you know what he looked like? You haven't seen him for almost what seven years? How did you? How did you? How are you able to find out the way
2: that? to pick him up?
1: <laughs> yeah, how did you? How did you know that? You know, um, my favorite addition to the Batman franchise, Morgan Freeman. Lucius, I got a question for you. You believe that white man? Do you really believe that man? I would believe him. Talk about I'm going spelunking, you know. Uh, I think he knew from the jump something. I know, some yeah, sketchy. he knew.
2: Because don't forget, he even said something in a second. He was like, "I forgot this quote he said," but that made Bruce realize, okay, I shouldn't be trusted. shouldn't be making this man look like, to think that he's an idiot or something like that, I'll make when he, when, he was, like when he was me. saying, like,
1: you know, if I have any questions, like, Mister Wayne, and just be honest opinion, with me, right? I'm, like, I'm I'm not an idiot. He was like, I, yeah, I'm
2: just be honest with me. I'm not. Like, yeah, that's what he was. Yeah.
1: And so I was like, okay, all right. But then when he came into Bruce Wayne's life, well, not Bruce Wayne's life, but when he came into the Wayne Manor after he was intoxicated by Scarecrow, I was like, ah, okay. All right, yeah, so you really know. You really know.
2: Yeah, he really knows.
1: He ain't, yeah, he knows. He knows. And then then
2: he also
0: said, he also said, like, he was like, honestly, he basically said, I don't give a shit. This shit is your stuff, anyways. So he was like, that's true. Yes. Yeah. Like, I don't give a
1: fuck. <laughs> now, question: So does a wave emitter can vaporize water? That was the only. That was the only question I had about the the wave emitter that that we had with Wayne Enterprises. I understand the whole idea of like emitting water and vaporizing it and everything like that. I I I guess I'm I'm confused as to how that works. That is. Can a wave emitter like vaporize water supply? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't get that one either.
0: I don't know if it was like supposed to be pushing heated, like heated air, maybe, but heat, like maybe
1: waves, though, like like radio waves. I feel like it's what they're talking about.
0: Maybe radio waves, like you know, radio. Yeah. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to trying use my to engineer mind right now.
2: <laughs>
1: that's what I'm saying. Movie. Like, I get it. But I get it from like in a military standpoint. You want to vaporize your your enemy supplies so they can come out because they're dying of thirst and starvation. I get that. But does a wave emitter really work like that? I don't know. I need somebody with uh, an actual. Unless, oh, so if it's
0: like like you do have radio waves, and that's kind of how your microwave works. So, like. Maybe the waves you can like fluctuate the waves that are coming out of it and then maybe
1: mass produce that or maybe just exponentialize that so it can vaporize the water supply. So
0: it can vaporize the water supply. Maybe. Maybe.
1: Okay. All right. I can maybe. I I right. I was like, I I can let that slide then. Okay. I can I can let that slide. So that's supposed to be sorry, 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 sorry. Now now, other question. The big travesty that I was talking about, and I guess we're going to have enough time to talk about this. Bruce, you gave your weapon, whatever you want to call it, weapon, toy, whatever you want to give, you gave that kid a memorabilia. If anybody's smart, I'm tracking that. I'm figuring out where that comes from. I'm. A, I, my friends aren't going to believe me. As soon as you give me that and I go to school with that, to wherever Gotham, Gotham Academy, wherever the hell you call that school, Wherever that is, somebody I'm taking it. If I'm that kid, I, whoever I, the bully is, I'm taking it. And I'm gonna find out where he got that from. And once I pinpoint it came from Bruce Wayne from Wayne Enterprises, oh Gotham, I got a new story for you. Like that's what I mean. Like I didn't think about that. I didn't think about now, that. I was just thinking about like now, you, uh,
2: I was just thinking about what William said that that was bad for kids, but I didn't think about that aspect. I'm tracking
0: his ass. I feel like a lot of the stuff, because because you could say the same. I mean, you could say the same thing about uh, any of his any of his uh, tools or anything that he uses. Like you could basically say, you see that they, they you saw that big ass Batmobile on TV. Well, how could you not track that to to Wayne Enterprises? Like
1: I was gonna say that does come, a come up in next, research. right? That does come up in the next movie. We'll talk about that in a moment. Yeah, but but yeah that over. does come up in the next. So, movie. Yeah, that's
0: what I'm saying. So like. I mean, at that point, who gives a shit what this kid does? <laughs> <With> the- <laughs> I mean, at that point, I mean, I don't know. I I feel like I feel like they did a bad job about how he hides the stuff from from Wayne Enterprises, or like hides how Batman's getting stuff from Wayne Enterprises. He should have did a better job. Obviously, they talk about it in the next movie, but yeah, like if you do just a little bit of digging, if you got access to that's like me saying, like, if if I like in my job, you know, I work for a military company. If if somebody were to be on, you know, in 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 in, in, in one of these big cities using some military grade weapons, and I see our logo on it, and I'm just like
1: hey, that's from us.
0: Hmm.
1: We designed
0: <laughs> that.
2: <laughs> so it's which existing. one are you? What's one of you mobile phones been taking the joyride?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I wonder, what, I know where he's getting it from.
2: Who
1: has access who has to this? Who has access to this? Exactly.
0: There's only a couple people that we know that who has access to this.
1: Hmm. Process one of those, <laughs> yeah, one of
0: those two out of three people. He's too fat. That's a woman. <laughs> has to be that guy.
2: And look at the one guy. You do have
0: the body frame and things <laughs> that matches. Yeah, Ooh, you, you know what like I'm saying.
2: Could be Batman. So
1: that's why was like. So it's like literally his whole thing about his weapons. I'm just like, bro. If somebody really just wanted to, I could track your ass down. I could literally track you down. Yeah. Um, but I digress. Because in this,
0: I feel like in this movie they made it more like Batman is like, or Bruce Wayne really is like an owner. Not he's he's the owner of the company. But he's not like the CEO, like the brains right. and everything. Like in the other right. movies, he was like the CEO. Like he, he, he's running operations, running operations. Yeah. In this movie, he's more like he's like he's I'm like, the owner, and I'm just I just I'm just in the, the backseat. He's I like what Jerry Jones is supposed to be, but <laughs> um, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> As a Cowboys fan, Jerry Jones isn't like that. (laughs) Jerry Jones is the owner and the operator of the the Cowboys. And the
1: general manager. (laughs) Y'all do
2: it. Don't do him like that.
1: Hey, man, look, until he gives up those rights, we're not going to go to a Super Bowl. But, uh, you know, Cowboys fans don't want to hear me say that. Um, We're not talking about that right now. Yeah. But we're
0: uh, not (laughs) not here to discuss. Bruce Wayne. (laughs) Bruce Wayne, he's just the owner, as owners should be. Jerry. (laughs) Just an owner. And he doesn't, you know, so he I'm sure he has access to everything, but he's not running operations. He's
1: not running operations. Understandable. Okay. Cool. So then all right, other question. All those cops that are there when Scarecrow and them like call on Batman, right? Mm -hmm. They're like, we're waiting on Bat Cop. Say Bat Cop. no, no, they they said they're all waiting on backup. I'm looking oh, backup. around and I'm like, bro, there's 10 units right here. Y'all can't take down one man. It's scary. If y'all don't <laughs> take y'all asses up there. He has, a, he, has a, he has a tank. They don't know that. It's one man in Arkham Asylum and it's 10 cop cars and Swat's on the way. Bro, you are the backup. Go up there and go kick his ass. I, I just I, I I was like, bro, GCPD must be stupid. I don't know, I don't get it. The only person who had brains was <laughs> was Lieutenant Gordon, and I was like, all right, all right, okay, cool, whatever. Lieutenant
0: Gordon not scary.
1: Fair point. Fair point. Um, Bruce, we blowing up doors and walls to inmates in Gotham in Arkham Asylum so they could just walk out scot free. <laughs> like that's that's what we're doing now You're not oh, to say man. excuse me, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> bro you just let two inmates potentially walk out of arkham what do you to be you, fair
0: he could to just kick their asses again and put him back in prison because he's batman
2: all right fair point but you let him <laughs> out the first time
1: I mean that's what he does in between Batman and Dar- Batman Begins and Dark Knight. He basically rounds up seventy percent of all the inmates that were ran amok out of Gotham, out of Arkham Asylum. But you know, again, <laughs> you didn't you didn't have to start right. You didn't have to start all of that by just blowing up a door and blowing up a wall, Bruce. You really didn't have to. But I digress. Also, GCPD must be the most incompetent cops ever, because. My ultimate question to DCPD is, how did y'all lose him? How how did y'all lose him? Turn off the lights. Oh, where'd he go? <laughs> how did y'all lose this, man? Like, where'd he go? And you had a helicopter. Work. You had a helicopter, too. And y'all just... I because
0: I, 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 I was when I was watching, I was like, How did he? So he just turned off the lights
1: on the car, like and turned it stealth, right? And it and it wasn't, it it hummed, it didn't make a lot of noise like it did yeah, anymore. I it thought it was like, mode. I
0: thought they'd like, so he, he could have like turned off the street lights, maybe, maybe, and like got pitch black out there. And then he turned the street lights back on, and it's gone. But like,
1: that means Gotham has some infrastructure issues, uh, but yeah, no. but or, or like
0: you know, Batman, he might, he might have some sort of like, I don't know like remote control and turn off the street lights. But he didn't even do that. It, it no, just, it just, the car just, it, that's like me turning off my lights and like a cop, <laughs> like I'm about to get pulled over by a cop and I just turn off my lights.
1: So slow lights down a car little car. bit. Where did he go? Did he go? <laughs> I got out of that ticket. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> on so top right. of that, you turn your lights on and then all of a sudden I abruptly go turn left into going back to the Batcave, right? And all I could think of is like, if I'm the helicopter, I'm following you through the woods. And if I'm any cop, once I see you break through that, I'm slowing down. And then I am following you all the way down to Wayne Manor. I don't I don't get it. How did y'all lose him? I just want to know was y'all put budget that bad that y'all were like, damn, none of our tires are gonna work. Yeah, just screw it. We just can't find Batman. It ain't
0: just, worth the risk, right? It ain't worth the risk.
1: Batman. Like, all right, bro. All right, y'all, y'all making no sense, but I digress. Whatever. Um no, they already they're already corrupt as it is.
2: I'm not surprised.
1: <laughs> I I guess. I, I guess. Um two things. The final two things I had. Oh, actually, three things. Guys, all right, you're at a you're at a 30th man's birthday party. And all of a sudden, he was gone, majority of his party, and all of a sudden. There's some news that's going on about Batman doing some stuff, and then this dude is basically making this whole rant about how we're sickos and like we only want to use him up for his booze and drink up his things, and he's telling us to leave. Are y'all buying that? Are you buying that? And then the the next night, the next day, his manor burns down, but Batman saves the day. Are we buying that? (laughs) Are we buying that? Yeah, it's a little excessive. <laughs> I was like... They I, still don't know he man. I'm, I'm like, I don't know if I'm just like too smart for that, but I'm like, so we just saw in the news, like, literally, in 2005, you know, at the Bruce Wayne party. there's somebody, GCPD, somebody out there talking about, bro, did y'all hear? That man, like, ran away from the cops today. Wow, Bruce is isn't still hasn't been here yet. And then Bruce gives you that whole weird story, and this tells you to leave. This isn't a joke. Please leave. Get out of my house.
2: And then the way... Mm-hmm. Like and then the man that burns down, you had all this other stuff going on in Gotham.
1: Guys. Mm-hmm.
2: We already
0: know... Uh, uh, Gotham is a bad city. Who's to tell? Who's to say that their education system is the, very, is the best? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Maybe context clues wasn't taught in their education system. <laughs> Cause and effect. Maybe it was
2: common sense. <laughs> was common sense. Very. Uh, Damn. Very sense
0: it's Gotham, no, man. Really,
2: really, really. I, really? I'm not about to play with you. Oh, each other. listen. And I know you said never to bring this up, but can we, honestly, can we not forget Batman forever? Literally out loud. <sighs> oh, <audience>. Yeah. <laughs> Harvey, <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> can we not forget that?
1: I'm going to oh, leave man. you alone. I'm going to leave you alone. On all you day. can do is shake your head at it. <laughs> <laughs> pray I for, the yeah. for the best. I'll,
2: I'll, I'll, I'll
1: <laughs> be dealing with you. All right, two more. Did he still kill Roz Ra- al Ghul? Did he kill him? Did he still kill Roz? I'm not going to kill you, but I'm not going to save you either. You're the reason why the trade is still running, like going 100 miles an hour straight into Wayne Manor. I mean, to the Wayne Tower. And, yes, you, you did a cool thing by letting your wheat like, your your cape come and take you out and let you fly out. Like, cool, but you still let Roz die. You still let him die. Yeah. Like, an issue. The man's dead. You still killed him. But he didn't kill you know him, what? though. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> With his hands. <laughs>
2: I was about to say, you know, right? you know what? He could have let something slide. I was going to foreshadow for the future, for the next episode, but I forgot. No, nah, if, if that would happen, he actually would have killed him, but no.
0: Nah. Oh, no, we're going to. Did he leave the little. Wait, so how did he get out? How did Batman
1: get out? He jumped out of the. Was it the roof? roof he broke the train. Yeah, yeah.
2: Right. When he in, when yeah. he was
1: doing the rail, the tram, he basically broke it into pieces. And remember, one of the pieces was breaking out and it was just like the wind was gushing out of it. Yeah. So he basically just used it's his dope. wings to like take the wind to take him out of the air on the subway and fly him out. Uh, okay. That's how he got mean,
0: there's a way out for us. He could have jumped out that window, too. I don't know if he would have survived. <laughs> oh, he would, he, would have, he
2: would have never lived that far.
0: <laughs> but I mean, Damn.
2: Hey. All over the place.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to play with
0: you. Well, I mean, true, but like. Maybe, maybe there were seat belts on the train. He could have put the seat belt <laughs> on the train. And then
1: exploded. Thank (laughs)
0: you,
2: you Batman. Okay. This would have been him. Oh, I feel so safe.
0: (laughs) Batman (laughs) didn't know it was gonna explode, to be fair. Okay, okay. He didn't know. Maybe he could have buckled in the seatbelt, and then and then as it crashes, ah, I'm safe. And then it didn't explode. Let's just say it didn't explode. Exploding wasn't something that he knew was gonna happen.
1: But he said, Who said anything about stopping the train? Yeah, maybe he thought he was going to be like really badly injured. He wanted to destroy the wave. Of men. Okay, all right, all right. I'll let you slide. I'm going to let you slide. Over. You know, you know, I, you know what? all I'm going to say is this. I get that
2: because he's still my favorite Joker. But what was this energy in the next movie? Hold.
1: Oh, mm. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh uh. Uh uh. stop foreshadowing. Yeah, stop foreshadowing. I'm gonna need you to not I'm gonna need you to take that yeah. several notches back because oh, you will not talk about my Joker like that. And we ain't gonna we are gonna have that conversation later. You can bring that up for questions later, yeah. but we're gonna have an argument about it. Uh uh-uh. uh. We're gonna have an argument about the next movie. Stop foreshadowing things. Let it go. I wanna hear it. Let it go. But he was he was a, he was a
2: great character, a great actor. But that was horrible.
1: Again later. <laughs> so my final question, since Derek keeps trying to break up a movie that we ain't talking about yet, um, my final question is: the water supply should should be gone, right? It still should be gone because the train technically ah think about it, the train technically did reach Wayne Tower. It just the emitter blew up when it got to the you know to to the Underground parking garage, of the Wayne Tower. I ain't, I I, no, I, I don't still was like I was agreeing with you. <laughs> I, it doesn't make sense. The way the matter got did it reach its destination, and it should have destroyed all of the water supply. It got it got to the point. So how did it? How did it actually stop?
2: Like unless it blew I think up. The reason why like, I, think, I think blew the up reason memory. why is
1: because like it was.
2: I think it's because it was, like, maybe hit one of the parking garages of the of the tower, or it wasn't at a good center or a good location of the tower, maybe. But I agree, because I was like, wait a minute, it did kind of crash, like, underway tower, maybe an area near it, if I'm not mistaken. I was like, hey.
1: Chris Rinaldo said, hey,
2: just let it. And uh, as long as it doesn't actually hit
1: the tower, we good. I guess. All right. I guess. Whatever. Whatever. But that that was my only Mm -hmm. questions. Those were my only questions I had for this film. Any others that I missed? No. No, you pretty much went over for me. All right, then. So then we're going to go to grades. Since I brought up William in the beginning, we're going to end with you, Derek. Derek, what is your grade for Batman Begins?
2: Uh, excuse me, Arnie. Um, Like I said, I think it was a very good um, introduction, and even though it has its flaws, I think it was a very solid movie. So I give it. It might be too high, but a B plus.
1: Okay. I mean, you gave Batman Returns a B plus, so I mean, yeah. Okay, that's fine. William. Um
0: shit. If you give it a B plus, you're gonna think mine. And you thought that was too high. I'm giving this one an A. So, whoa,
1: whoa, sir, I give it an A, sir.
0: This is a good movie to me.
2: This was a good movie. I'm not gonna lie, I, don't, I guess it is I don't, my
1: favorite Batman movie. I don't know if it deserves the A, but damn, I it know. was either gonna
0: be an A or A minus, and I couldn't give it an a minus, so I'm giving it an A. Oh, yeah,
2: no, nah. ah.
0: they did justice to Batman. Bruce Wayne has a good character story.
2: I, I like
0: Alfred. I like the villain. Like, there's not really that many complaints that I like. I mean, yes, there's a little bit of like weird stuff that goes on here, but like I, overall, like the movie's entertaining. It's a little slow at the beginning, but as as watching it now as an adult, I get definitely give it an A. Like as a kid, I'd probably be giving it like a C plus. Honestly, as a kid.
1: I Was gonna say as a kid, I would have gave this a B minus. Yeah, I'd have given it a B minus, C plus. But like um, yeah.
0: being a being an adult and being able to watch slower movies, the movie does take a while to pick up, which is why it doesn't get an A plus. And it doesn't get an A plus because we already know what's gonna get an A plus. A plus plus plus.
2: <laughs> a plus plus plus.
0: <laughs> but you know, this movie for me is yeah, an is A. It's 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 I give it a nice 94, 95.
1: So you're with the audience that gives it a 94 score? Yeah. Okay.
0: I would give it a 94. Yeah. I, honestly, I when you said that earlier, I was like,
1: well, yeah, good. <laughs> I didn't say it. I agree. I, well, I, I didn't vocalize like, it. I don't disagree I, with this. I
0: don't disagree. Like uh, it's 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 a good movie. Like it 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 has it it yeah. Like I think Christopher Nolan's a, a great director.
1: I I. I can't give it an A. I can't. I give it a B plus. It is better than Batman Returns. I am saying it here on this podcast. I did say at yeah. the moment I thought Batman Returns was better than hey, Batman I tell you, Begins. Yeah. But Batman begins, there's a lot of things that worked, but there's a lot of things that didn't work. I would say Batman Returns for me. Oh, uh, we both we and I both gave it a B. So I give this a B plus. It is better. I give this like an 86, 87. It's borderline an A minus. Um but yeah, it, I can't give it an A minus yet. Um, I I, don't, I, don't, I can't give it, and I'm gonna have to stick on it. I'm gonna have to stick on it. And that's okay, right? I might I be only A in the group, right? I might regret <laughs> I might regret my decision when we get to the third film. But I, I for now it stands at a solid B plus.
0: It stands at a solid B plus. I'm thinking about the other two movies ahead of time, so that's why I give this one an A
1: and A. I wonder what you're gonna give Dark Knight Rises then. because we already I think. All right, audience. I'm letting this know now. I think all of us are going to agree on what score we're giving the next film. That's not the one we should be worried about. I think the one that we're... I think the one that I feel like we're all going to be divided on is the film after that one. I think we're all going to be
0: divided. Yeah. But I don't dislike any of the moods in this trilogy. Okay.
1: In my opinion. Okay. That's
0: fair. That's
1: fair. Ah. I wish I could agree with you. We'll, we'll get to that bridge when we get there. Maybe, maybe, and I'm saying this for the audience now. Maybe foreshadowing the reason why I feel this way about this film is because of the other superhero movie that came out at that time, and that's probably why I feel some type of way about it. Maybe, I don't know. Avengers. Um, oh yeah, Avengers came out the same month. I mean, same year. Two months. Uh, two months apart from each other. So maybe that's why yeah. I feel some type of way about
0: well that movie definitely overshadowed that movie, but
1: quite yeah, a yeah, lot.
2: Because don't forget that because don't forget the amazing spider man came out at that same uh, timeline. There were so but, many yeah.
1: superhero movies that came out in 2012. Too many. Yeah, but, for my...
2: but you know the only one that they ever probably cared about. <laughs> yeah.
1: <sighs> Fair.
0: Well, We'll get to that. I later. already said that in the last podcast. If I would have known Avengers was coming out, I would not have dropped a movie that year, a superhero movie that year. No. I don't know. I would have just been like, but you, y'all have it, Marvel, have it.
1: But what's so wild is, really quick, I'm going to go on this mini, um, really quick explanation. Um, working, working and being an intern in the movie studio, in the film industry, you know, like the release date for a lot of these movies. Well, pre pandemic pre-pandemic, you knew when any movie was coming out, right? Because it was slated on a certain day. They would make sure it was slated on that day so they can fast forward production and stuff like that. So Warner Brothers and Sony knew that Avengers was coming out on May 3rd of 2012. Like there was nothing stopping them from making that movie come out on May 3rd. So why did you think that you weren't going to, you were you're going to get a piece of that pie? I don't get it. I really don't understand that. Maybe they
0: Batman was a bigger character than any of the characters that were in
1: Avengers. But the hype of the Avengers at that time, see now, once we do a vintage movie review about the Avengers, I will talk about how hype we were all everybody was for the Avengers. But like I the saw hype
2: that movie six times right. The, the, hype, the hype, the yeah, hype that was built
1: in for that movie. See, we're, we're ranting and foreshadowing, foreshadowing a movie two that films down the line, but the hype that was built for the Avengers. Foreshadowed shadowed any movie that was coming out in 2012, including the disaster movie that was based on that year 2012. And so that's why I was like, I don't get any movie that was like, hmm, you know what? We're going to put release our film, not only the same summer, but within three months of that movie. And I think that's what the problem was for Amazing Spider-Man and Dark Knight Rises. But Dark Knight Rises did better than Amazing Spider-Man, which... To
0: each
1: his own, <laughs> right? To each his own, but I was like, interesting, very interesting. But I digress. Well, that's a uh, we'll I'll dive deeper into that when we get to Dark Knight Rises. But at this point, you heard it here. Derek and I give Batman Begins B, Wim gives it a solid a I, I can't agree with that, but I, I, it's his decision. I thank you for listening. If you got to this far, thank you guys. I really appreciate all you guys being here. Listen, listen to us on, uh, listen to more episodes on Spotify and on Apple Music. Well, actually, if you don't listen to Spotify, I completely understand because of all the mess that's going on right now with Spotify. And I completely understand that. Um, but listen to us however you get your podcast. Please give us five stars on any of your streaming platforms. And stay tuned next week. As I mentioned, if, have, if this next one is three hours long, I'm going to try to find a way to cut it down. I'm going to let y'all know that now. I will try. If not, Be ready for a three-hour podcast about what we talk about, arguably, not arguably, my favorite superhero movie of all time, and I think the best superhero movie of all time, which is The Dark Knight. Stay tuned. Until then, see you guys next time.